0: What is up everybody, back again, another episode of the fan section. This one is the recap episode, I'm here with my good buddy Tyson. Back at it. Heck yeah, together again finally man. Um, So this one obviously isn't a short, this is the normal episode that we talked about um, doing the recap and then we have later on this week we're going to do a preview. But real quick before we get into the fun stuff, the intro... Uh, As always, so welcome to the Fan Section, a podcast for fans, by fans from across the college landscape, from Section 100 down to Section 300, bleachers all the way down to the suites. We welcome everybody that's a fan. Um, Real quick, if you want to get in the mailbag, the Fan Section 1 at gmail.com, and then the Twitter is Fan Section. So, got a little bit. We also want to thank all the listeners, all the downloaders, all the subscribers. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time out of your day to give us, you know, those amazing reviews and stuff like that. So, Um, having said that, the recap of the week, uh, I'm not gonna lie, Tyson, there's only a couple games that I want to like dive into fully. Obviously tidbits, we'll go through, um, a good portion of them, but I mean, the games that I've highlighted, we kind of talked a little bit about them as far as like the, uh, it's coming down to the wire now for playoff implications, Mm -hmm. right? Like games, as far as that set up teams that can, you can lose it, you can be in it, um, yeah, what are your what is your stance on that? As far as like the weekend that we saw, was it kind of well, what you I mean, thought?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it. Uh, I think some uh, several games had a considerable impact on the playoff. I personally believe Ole Miss losing should look bad for Alabama. Really? That was the one thing keeping them afloat. Huh. They interesting. Only, they only have uh, one win all season against a team that is currently ranked, and that's <laughs> Ole Miss. Yeah, but I don't think – I don't know if it's going to hurt them. I, well, that may just be me. Yeah. But, but and then obviously <laughs> I know you wanted to talk some about the Michigan-Michigan State game obviously
0: yep. had a huge playoff implications. Yep, yep, yep. So as far as the actual game, I did dive into a bunch of them. Um, uh, Dude, you know, going a little bit more in depth than I think – uh, we have in the past on a couple of games. And like we've talked about, really, it's no disrespect to your favorite teams. We're not talking about Navy Tulsa or anything like that. We'll, we'll mention it, but the games from kind of from here on out are going to be more, line long, more along the lines of the, the spotlight games, right? Like mm-hmm. games that will set up the New Year's Six Bowls for sure. Um, we'll still give love to some of the teams, like, for example, Coastal Carolina getting, you know, a really good win against Troy, um, you know, and East Carolina over South Florida. But as far as like the nitpicky and really diving into a game, we're going to highlight games of just a higher caliber, and we'll even throw in some Cincinnati games, right? Like, I mean, because they're in that mix. So.
1: Well, so maybe we just start with Saturday here, and yeah. our,
0: well, let me hit
1: this one real quick, mm-hmm. uh, Friday game, and then you can dive into that first game we have listed there for Saturday. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> Nevada beats UNLV fifty-one to twenty. This is a UNLV team that hasn't won a game. Uh, all year. However, they've been in several close games. Uh, Carson strong in this game threw for 417 yards and four touchdowns. Jesus, I know you've been looking at him as mm-hmm. an NFL draft prospect for sure. He, he put it on display in this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he, so this is kind of where you start to see like future scouts are looking and scouts are looking at kind of at the end of how do they, from this point on you're past the halfway point season. So you've kind of learned everything like that. Your, your, your fundamentals and techniques should be on point at this point. Um, you're looking to see how they improve each week, what they're learning, what they're not learning, if they're getting into film. And you can see that on the tape. And Carson Strong has certainly been showing that he is – on my board, I have him as the second-best quarterback. Um, and he definitely didn't disappoint, which is good. I mean, I get it. It's also the, the it's also UNLV. You should throw for 400 yards against him. Um, but you – you can't really take away right now, you have to just dive into what he's doing good. You know what I mean? Like I don't really care about the competition he's playing against, um, but quarterbacks like Desmond Ritter, if they go in the playoffs, then absolutely I will mm-hmm. um, so yeah, moving forward, so that was the game on on Friday. We can start with this one, obviously, not trying to be biased or anything like that, but Georgia dismantling Florida, but they did it in the sense where they didn't really control the line of scrimmage is what I noticed. Like, it wasn't your traditional Georgia beatdown. Um, the defensive line was definitely susceptible a little bit. Um, they were not They were running the ball on them pretty well. Florida was, anyway. Uh, I saw in a couple couple good plays, um, they did dial up some pretty good zone schemes. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's a rivalry game. You knew it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer than this, honestly. I didn't really expect Florida to only put up seven points. But this game, in my opinion, sealed Will Mullen's fate. Like, I think he's gone at season ends. Oh, Dan Mullen the Florida? Yeah, game. I think he's done. I think he's done. Really? I think he's gone. I really do. You can't be embarrassed by by that, by damn near 30 points. Um, but, yeah. and Georgia took the high road. They didn't run it up on him.
1: Yeah. They really didn't. It no, was they, just, definitely, they definitely downshifted. In the, yeah. I mean, you, Georgia put up 20. This was a game that was 0-0 after the first quarter. Yeah. Georgia puts up 24 points in the second quarter. I mean, it, it was done. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it was done before half. Um, and you wonder, though, because Georgia's done that pretty much all season with Stetson Bennett. They've gotten the game in hand, well in hand, before the half. They haven't necessarily had to play all four quarters. And you wonder, obviously Missouri's coming up. Um That game should probably be over by half as well. But it's like, why not throw in JT Daniels at that point and see? Like, the reason why Kirby Smart said that he wasn't playing, he didn't play this game, is because he didn't have as many practice reps throughout the week. But then you heard the story during the bye week, JT Daniels working with the ones. So which is it? Like, is this another Kirby Smart fiasco where he just somehow can't manage all these amazing quarterbacks? Because if it is... The transfer portal you know still in existence. Well, you, know, a, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like well, and as, you have, as Justin Fields. Exactly. That, right? And you also have Gunnar Stockton coming in. So it's like, okay, Gunnar Stockton's committed to you currently. I don't think he, I think it's past the point where he can decommit without taking a, a loss of a year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. But I'm not expecting Gunner to start. Obviously, everybody had their hopes and kind of their minds as Georgia fans set up that Brock was going to be the guy next year. But the year that JT's had. He could him and Stets both can actually come back. Stet would be a because of the COVID year can come back one more year. Now as a Georgia fan, I hope he doesn't because then you have okay, you know you have three quarterbacks: J.T. Stet and then you have Brock, who's able to kind of come into play. I just think that it's it's not a good problem to have because well, know. the
1: good problem that Georgia has is that defense. Georgia, yeah. this is this is a defense that reminds me of like two thousand nine Alabama. I right. mean, it is. It is a stalwart. Yeah. Now, uh, what, eight games into the season, they're still uh,
0: the, the fewest points. 46 points, yeah, fewest like points
1: that. At six and a half points per game, they're yeah. averaging giving
0: up. But they've given up a total of something like 46 or 48 points to, in the year or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Or yeah, they'd be in the 40s. Yeah. So, uh, amazing. Know. But we went down the list. There's at least 10 NFL starters on this defense. Like, high draft pick starters. So, it's... We made the joke. You're pretty much every week going up against an NFL-caliber defense. Like, you really are. I mean, uh, outside of maybe Seen, who's – I'm still – he probably get drafted probably in the sixth or seventh round for sure. What do
1: you think of that, N'Kobe Dean? 50 I love touchdown Dean. Interception. Yeah,
0: finally N'Kobe Dean. Like I said, though, he after week six, he sealed up his finalist spot for the for the butt kiss. He really did. Yeah. Um. He's not stat-wise. His, his tackles aren't as high as anybody else's. But when you see him play on the field, the talent is there. Um, so yeah, that's enough about my dogs. We'll move on to it's just any, any
1: question, whether they're
0: number one, when the playoff rankings, They better gone. not be. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not. Oklahoma number one. Yeah, you <laughs> Can you imagine the disrespect? You would lose your mind. Oh god, Yeah, like I would, I would go home. <laughs> I would go home and cry and sit in a sleeping bag. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Cincinnati Tulane. There's really not much to talk about. I mean, they scored every single quarter, and then they put in four or Remember, scored ten. Remember, this is a Tulane team that only lost by four. I think to Oklahoma. They made it a game early in the set in the half in the first half. Yeah. They really did. Like it was fourteen to twelve. But ultimately, Cincinnati's <laughs> defense locked it up. Yeah, yep. I'm Their defense dollars. isn't bad. Um, but I'm excited to see where they where the where they go on the rankings for sure. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, I did my you know my previews. I don't have them in the top four anymore. Um, just because of Oklahoma what they're doing. And then speaking of Oklahoma, they, they just put a beating down on Texas Tech. Uh, Caleb Williams, like I said, with Caleb Williams, Oklahoma's a top-four team. With Spencer Rattler, they're a top-25 team. He really bounced back after
1: sleepwalking through that Kansas mm-hmm. game. This game, 402 yards, six passing touchdowns. Six passing touchdowns. Okay, <laughs> That insane. is a masterful performance.
0: That's insane. Um, so these next two games, we're going to dive deep into them. But I'm going to skip those for now. We're going to come back to okay. them after we highlight. Um, so your your Buffaloes, you talked a little bit about them. You were happy that they put up some points.
1: Yeah, I, I talked more in depth about the Buffs on the uh, FS Shorts 11, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, offense finally got a little creative and mm-hmm. started spreading the ball out. I, if you want to hear more about the Buffs, you can listen to that short. I, I want to talk more here real quick about Oregon. Oregon's offense looks... Look dynamic and explosive. Yeah. And you know, I think Colorado's defense is a pretty good defense. Yeah, but didn't did Lamon go out? Lamon did not play. That's okay. that's true. But that doesn't excuse a
0: 50. No, no, no. But he puts everybody in the right spot. Yeah. He really does. No, that's true. That's um, true. So I th- it's not the full reason why they dropped a 50 burger on him, but it's like, it's a big part of it. I think yeah. it might have been a. But from a playoff to 40. perspective,
1: from a playoff perspective, this is something else I, I think will be interesting. It was an eye candy. See. Win. I can't even, but here's another thing I think will, think will be interesting to see when the playoff rankings come out, is what do they do with Ohio State and Oregon? Because Oregon went to Columbus and, and beat them. Ohio State.
0: Yeah, there was a scenario that I saw that said, if Ohio State and Oregon are 12-1, and 1, both 12-1 and 1 at the end of the season, who gets in? And I said Ohio State gets in over Oregon, even though Oregon beat it, because Ohio State would have beaten Michigan and Michigan State, and they would have won the Big Ten. I, I know it's crazy to see, but you, you're, I mean, Michigan State... Michigan was ranked, in the t- you know Michigan just got beat. We'll dive into that game, but well, we're both are top what's, ten teams. What's, at that the, point.
1: what's the only reason that you build a resume
0: and compare resumes is because not every team plays each exactly. other. Exactly. Well, these two teams did. play They each did. Other. They did. And Oregon beat them. I know. I know. But do you do you think that Oregon is better if if they played again today? Who wins? No, was? I, I mean I don't. I I
1: think CJ Stroud is a better quarterback than Anthony Brown. I don't know how Ohio State lost that game, to be honest with you,
0: but they did. And you yes, know my perspective. Yeah, it lose. has to matter what happens on the field. But it matters more if uh, if you lose at the beginning of the season versus at the end of the season. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's just like, as far as who gets in and what, I mean, the rankings are tonight. So we're going to, or not, not tonight, uh, they're on the second. So we're going to see... Who actually like who gets love from the committee? You know what I mean. As far as I mean, I just I just don't think that Oregon. I don't think Oregon's a top four. I really don't. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I just I just don't see them right now. I don't think they're a top four
1: for sure. But yeah. if they, yeah, I mean that discussion will take place. I think Oregon's defense got this exposed here personally. Yeah, Colorado, a terrible they offense. put twenty nine yeah.
0: points. Yeah. That's good. A, Right? Are, should we be happy? Did, was that all Brennan Lewis? I didn't watch the game. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the offense, Colorado's offense played a lot better. And the only reason good. why I didn't watch the game was because it was during the Georgia-Florida game. No, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, whatever. Um, Yeah, so then this game, Wisconsin-Iowa. Iowa is definitely out of the playoff picture now with this loss. Um, I think I was I, Wisconsin just manhandled them all day. Yeah, um, the, Leo Chennault
1: on the Wisconsin defense, and I believe his name is Jack Sanborn, mm-hmm. just stalwarts Iowa could do nothing. I, I I was looking at the box score just a little bit ago in this mm-hmm. game, and the numbers will shock well, their you. Well, the defense was insane. Wisconsin <laughs> So Wisconsin's found their identity. Yeah. They've won now three games in oh, a yeah. row yeah. after starting one and three. Mm-hmm. And let's see here. Iowa only... Iowa only got 24 yards rushing on the game.
0: Total. Sounds like a Georgia defense. Yeah, that was a Wisconsin <laughs> defense beat down there. Yeah, and then the next game, um, we're gonna, good, we're, I'm gonna, I have a bunch of notes on that game, the Auburn Ole Miss game. Okay. So we'll just skip that for now, and then we'll dive into a little bit of the North Carolina Notre Dame game. So Notre Dame was able to. This is good for Cincinnati beating uh, yes. t- beating Sam Howell for sure. A very good quarterback led team, very good offense. Um, Kyron Williams. Uh, I think it was the star of the day honestly able to kind of run Notre Dame through it. Um but yeah, so Notre Dame keeps winning. They're 7 and 1. I think people, this was
1: this is a more impressive win than people think.
0: North he, Carolina has been playing better. Yeah. And Notre Dame Notre Dame put it kind of put it away early. Yeah. Well, and also North Carolina has a big game next week against Wake. So, we'll see how good they are. Uh, Moving on, Mississippi State upsets Kentucky, and by upset, it shouldn't have been considered an upset. It was only considered an upset because Kentucky had one loss going into this game. What do you think about Mike Leach now? A lot of people thought he was going to go to the SEC and get
1: rolled. He's now had a couple of impressive wins for Mississippi State. I mean, this is a number 12 Kentucky team. Not bad. uh,
0: Uh, I mean, people were impressed with it. I think it remains to be seen. Um, as far as, oh, and just like that, what comes across today is Nicobe Dean, a semifinalist for the butt kiss. There we go. There it is. So, uh, ex- so. expect to see Nate, hopefully Nate Lehman on that list anyway. Um, but yeah, so going back to Mike Leach, it means to be seen for sure. I want to see how he does at the end of the season. I mean, he could still lose the next five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll um, and then moving down, we got Duke Wake Forest. Sam Hartman goes off. Some Hartman's in should now be in the conversation for I probably should have added him to the list or an honorable mention for sure for quarterback prospects. Um, he continues to play well. Wake Forest continues to get zero love because he's playing well. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just frustrating. We'll see in the rankings where they put Wake Forest, and that will be really good good. Well, tell. you just mentioned. I mean, the big test is next week yeah, in absolutely. Notre Dame. No, North, North Carolina. Oh, North Wake, Yeah, Wake Forest plays North Carolina. Um, and then Kansas gets rolled by Okie State. That's n- nothing to really talk about there. Uh, Baylor over Texas. Baylor's quietly 7-1. and one. Um, Another team to keep an eye on for the rankings for sure. And then we have... Oh, I, th- I think Baylor's a good team. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Another team to keep an eye on for the rankings. Baylor's a good team. I think this is one of their more impressive wins. Mm-hmm.
1: Because Texas is talented. They seem to have turned a corner with Casey Thompson. Yeah. And, and this kid,
0: Abram Smith, he had a pretty good game. Baylor's got a better defense than you think. Yep, absolutely. And then Kenny Pickett uh, got rolled, not rolled, but they lost, a, they got rolled in the first quarter by Miami, um, and that was kind of the, the difference there. That one, that one was a
1: fun game. It yeah. was a high-scoring game. These are the top two passers in in the country this mm, past weekend. Van Dyke, with, yeah. Between Van Dyke and Kenny Pickett. And, you know, Miami had kind of been struggling down the stretch, honestly, you know, two, three, four weeks ago with yeah. Dear King. Then he gets injured. And this kid Van Dyke is struggling. Man, he had a coming out party in this mm. game: 426 passing yards and three touchdowns. I think Miami, like I said, with North Carolina, I think they're turning the ship around a mm-hmm. little bit here. Mm-hmm. And unfortunate. What do you think that does to Kenny Pickett's? Uh, I don't think Heisman it hurts. It does.
0: Well, it hurts probably the Heisman, um, but it doesn't hurt his draft stock. I. I, I mean, I like I said, I. His release is too compact. His mechanics are too compact, which hides for a weaker arm. I don't. I don't have him. Honestly, I probably have him top five. He had 519 five.
1: passing yards in this game.
0: He's a very talented college quarterback. I don't know if it will transfer, like if it'll transfer to the NFL level, just because his mechanics are just. They're not NFL caliber mechanics. His arm is not. It's a Jake Fromm arm. Yeah. It's a very weak arm. He makes some other some throws look routine, and then when you actually really have to rely on velocity behind the ball, it's just not good. Um. So yeah, I. I mean, I'm not. I'm not down on him. I think he can definitely, you know, play better. He needs to play better. Um. But they, they have two losses now. Yeah. If they get a third loss, no team with three
1: losses is going to have a win. No, of that's course not. That's what I was not. saying about Bijan Robinson. Well,
0: that's, early, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and you're right. I mean, as far as stat-wise go, I mean, you're the reason your team is winning, so you should win the Heisman. You know what I mean? It's that simple. Uh, Houston beats MSU with an upset. That uh, was a
1: fun game, too. <laughs> that was, dude, two 100-yard kickoff returns for touchdowns that's in nice. that game. It was, uh, I think it was 17. Mm-hmm. Eh, how many was it? Maybe 30 seconds left in the game. Yeah. SMU scores, ties it at 37. 30 seconds left. What do you do in the kickoff? You squib it, right? Yeah. Well, oh, they kick kicked it, it away. Up. Yeah, really? They kicked it right to the returner. 30 seconds left in the game. He Take takes the penalty. it to
0: the house. No, oh, kick it out of bounds. <laughs> Take the penalty there. Oh, my gosh. If it that's was what you have to do.
1: Unbelievable. Wow. So you get a chance to go back and watch a game, that SMU-Houston game is one you want to watch. Well, both and teams are 7-1. and one. Both teams are 7-1. I want to say this also for Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay, Cincinnati will probably
0: get a chance to play both of these teams. Mm. They're both, I think, currently ranked in the AP. Heck yeah. Right. So then there you go. Cincinnati, win those teams by 40 and you're good. Um, and then moving on, Jake Hayner, who I'm really actually coming coming around more on, uh, really high on him, uh, dominated this game. There was a lot of throws. I really I, – I, I did take a bunch of notes on this game as well. So uh, moving on, Iowa State, West Virginia. West Virginia um, – narrowly beats them honestly like iowa state's defense is just that was, I was kind of to a be.
1: fun game too two similar style teams mm-hmm. and jared daigie had himself a day 370 yards passing three touchdowns mm-hmm. uh that west virginia team it's one of those teams like i'm saying miami north carolina mm-hmm. west virginia they're not ranked they've got three four losses but they are peaking now.
0: Yes, they are.
1: And and I, Iowa State has been playing well the last couple weeks with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, they they just ran into a wood chipper. And I mean, you see right there, West Virginia, fourteen points in the fourth quarter, and they held Iowa State scoreless. I yeah, mean, that's winning time.
0: Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, and moving on, we've got uh, BYU Virginia. So BYU puts up sixty six points against Virginia, but it, Virginia also put up. 49 points, so
1: this definitely was the, high scoring. This was the Bronco Mendenhall Bowl. <laughs> Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach at Virginia, yeah. was the former
0: BYU, the former right? coach yeah. at BYU. Yeah.
1: Tyler Algiers rushes for 266 yards, five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That was the tops in the country. Yeah, this was all offense.
0: All the offense you could possibly want. Crazy, crazy. And then um, Virginia Tech beats Georgia Tech. Uh, it helps Virginia Tech in the ACC, honestly. Georgia Tech, I thought, was actually climbing a little bit, and they looked pretty solid as a team to maybe contend because um, the ACC is still wide open. Obviously, Wake Forest is still a team to beat, but uh, this definitely puts Virginia Tech back on the conversation for potentially in the ACC. Um, and then we have Rutgers, Illinois, 20-14. to uh, Rutgers finally gets their first Big Ten win. Uh, it's sad, that it came against Illinois, honestly. I was kind of rooting for them to get keep them keep them a little defeated in that category. How in the world... Wh- it's so
1: weird week to week. Mm-hmm. Illinois beat Penn State last week in that 9 over yeah, game. Yeah, And then Penn State competes. They were competitive with Ohio <laughs> State, and Illinois loses their
0: weight. And they only score 14. You're like, oh, man, what's going on? Yeah, week to week, it's Brett just Bielema's like – Brett Bielema's got a job on his just hands. Just don't know here. what they're going to do. That's Dino Babers. Yeah, he's yeah. gone though, isn't he, after this? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Brett Bielema yeah. is – Dino Babers is Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, okay, QC, yeah. Uh, and then we have Maryland-Indiana, 38-35 Maryland. Um, moving on, we've got Liberty. So Malik Willis was able to go uh, make a really, really nice 60-yard throw that I thought was NFL caliber. Uh, this is also UMass, so they've had one win, mm-hmm. 62-17. to um, What does that do for his stock in the draft? It's, it's the it's same. Seven yards, four touchdowns, but it's against
1: maybe the worst team in football.
0: Yeah, so like I said earlier, you can't really compare – it's hard to like say okay it's against his caliber. So right now you're looking at does he when he makes the throws in certain situations is he facing adversity in this throws at third and long, is he panicking is he looking calm and cool collected does he know he's the better player you know what I mean like things like that that all kind of come into the leadership intangible for sure. Um, but yeah it, I don't really think it does anything. It obviously helps a little bit, uh, but you just wanna you'll. They'll break him down a little bit more, obviously. There's, there's no concern about him as a leader. Right? No, 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 yeah. no, no. no. And, that, you're, and like we also talked about, like, there, there'll probably be some rumors about it just because yeah. a team wants him to fall, mm-hmm. maybe potentially. Um, he might actually fall, so we don't know. But as far as the overall prospect, he's still pretty solid. Uh, UCF Temple, UCF Rolls Temple, 49-7. Uh, Bowling Green, 56-44 over Buffalo. Uh, Louisiana, 45-0 over Texas State. Um, North Texas, 30-24. to And then uh, this game was, I thought, a little bit more competitive than it should have been. 37-28 Missouri over Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt scored in all four quarters. Like, I mean, that's... I, I don't think they've done that all season, so good for them. Dude, they put up a ton of points.
1: Dude, I, yeah, I was wondering... I wanted to talk to you about this game. I, mm-hmm. Is this Vanderbilt getting better, or is this an indictment on Missouri?
0: Uh, we'll find out next. No, I'm kidding. We can't find out next week, because they're going up against my dog. So it's like, this... I think it's Vanderbilt getting better, honestly. I mean they they have been in some games early. You know what I mean? Like they just eventually the talent is kind of it it falls off, and the, you know which is rightfully why you build depth. But so. but
1: this game, Tyler Batty, running mm-hmm. back from Missouri, two hundred fifty four yards, two touchdowns. He is a bit
0: of a diamond in the rough, I think, mm-hmm. as a running back. Possibly, possibly. Um, and then we have Washington State thirty four twenty one against Arizona State. And then we have Hawaii or Utah beating Hawaii 51-31. Uh, Marshall shutting out Florida National 3-8-0. Uh, Old Dominion gets their second one of the year, 23-20 on a late field goal. Unbelievable. I think, <laughs> I think I had projected them to, lo- to win zero games. <laughs> I think we both did, too. I, I had Florida State not winning one of the games left on their schedule, and they've won three. So, uh, Middle Tennessee is 35-10. Speaking of Florida State, they get rolled by Clemson 20-30, to but the fact they put up 20 points. This was an important game, I think, for Clemson. Clemson yes. Yes, it was. A bounce-back game. Cuse, uh beats uh, Boston College 21-6. Minnesota 41-14 against Northwestern, and then uh, Purdue 28 over Nebraska 23. Hey, this one
1: right here, Martinez – I mean, what we've identified, it's clear. I mean, O'Connell for uh, Purdue had himself a pretty good game, and Mm -hmm. Purdue played a a solid game. But Nebraska, it's it's just too many close losses. Martinez is terrible. I think he had maybe four interceptions in the game. Yeah. Scott Frost is probably losing his job at the end of this year.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Rightfully so. It's two years too late. And speaking of that. Kansas State TCU yeah so the TCU they fired their coach after this loss thirty one twelve. I don't think it was that bad of a loss, but whatever. I mean, his recruiting class also wasn't bad. I don't. I I think there's something under the lot, under the water for sure. That another reason why they kind of went that way. Um, Appalachian State 59 over UL Monroe twenty or UL Monroe twenty-eight. Western Kentucky beat Charlotte, 45-13. Wyoming took its loss. Another 4-4 four four in the Mountain West. There's Wyoming 0-4. Like
1: Wyoming Northwest. has fallen apart. Their offense is terrible. They cannot get anything going. I think they finally benched uh, uh, Sean Chambers at quarterback and brought in a backup. I mean, they have real, real problems. Craig Bull has real, real problems yeah, on offense.
0: Absolutely. And then South Alabama, Arkansas State. 31-13. Fort Atlantic beats UTEP, 28-25. Uh, Georgia State beats Georgia Southern, 21-14. Cal beats Oregon State, 39-25. Uh, USC over Arizona, 41-34. And Arizona almost won this game. Like, it was pretty close. This
1: is Dude, I was just going to tell you when you said that Washington State-Arizona State game, mm-hmm. the, the Pac-12 is basically just a complete round route. I mean, there are three things you know for sure. Oregon's very good. Colorado's very bad, and Arizona is very bad. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone else is kind of this mishmash. That yeah. Anyone could beat anyone right. on a given day. Yeah. Something else to keep in mind, the uh, second leading receiver in the country, Drake London for USC,
0: mm-hmm. potentially out for the season. With Oof, an injury. That sucks. Yeah. That's a big blow for them. Uh, Boise State, 28-19, and I think that continues their dominance. I don't think Colorado State has ever beaten Boise State in the Mountain West since Boise State has joined. Um, I think there's something like 0 for 8 or something like that. Um, NC State, 28-13 over Louisville. Uh, Utah with a smacking 44-24 in UCLA, and then Washington rounds it out with 20-13 win over Stanford for the the Apple. That's not the Apple Cup, but it was for a rivalry game. Um, That UCLA-Utah game.
1: Yeah, Utah. I mean, with the kid Cam Rising, they they are a pretty formidable foe. Mm-hmm. And UCLA, they didn't have Dorian Thompson Robinson in this game. Yeah, so they had the, Ethan Garbers, the brother of Cal quarterback Chase Garbers, um, playing, and he was
0: mm, mediocre. mediocre. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But you, let me ask you about this strategy wise. Okay, you're Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know you have Zach Charbonnet. You have Britton Brown. You have this great running game. You don't have Dorian Thompson Robinson, so you bring in your backup, Ethan Garbers, okay? And you ask
0: him to pass the ball 44 times in the game. That's a lot. What? Like, why would you do that? Uh, maybe they just didn't believe that their run game could do anything. I pff, I don't know, man. I think you got to be balanced at this level. That's first and foremost. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple games, like I said, but I'm thinking maybe what we should do is because I want to dive, like, fully into these games Um, we should just do a short on them. You know what I mean? Like we can we can do a short for the the three that I've highlighted for sure. And I think you have a couple that you wanted to do. What are the three that you have? Uh, So it's Ohio State, Penn State, and then I have Ole Miss, Auburn that I took notes on, and then Fresno State versus San Diego State. Okay. And those the reason why I have those games is because obviously like playoff implications for sure. Um, but more than that, it's just like there's a lot of there was a lot of plays that honestly told the game you know what i mean um realistically like i'm excited to dive into those games for sure what games do you have heck yeah all right well then i think we'll just wrap it up uh basically what that means is thank you so much for listening this has been the fan section recap podcast um covering in hopefully we highlighted some of your games some of your favorite teams um that is tyson i'm alan and we are out